that phrase that our Lord speaks on his way to Calvary, says to me that this world, this life, is not home. It's a journey. It's a journey home. But his last three things that he says on the cross teaches us this powerful homily from the most beautiful and magnificent pulpit of all, the wood of the cross. The Lord gives three words to tell us how to move through this life to our home, to our heavenly home. He says to our Blessed Mother and to St. John the Beloved, he says, Behold your mother. And to St. John and to his mother, he said, Behold your son. At that word, moment, he, he entrusts not only the care of his mother and to St. John, the church has understood from the earliest time that he commends his whole church, each one of his sons and daughters born again in baptism to the care of his beloved mother. So on the journey, the knowledge, the love, the friendship of his mother, the very first disciple, teaches us profound lessons on how to journey home. She, who was conceived immaculately, preserved, pulled from the stain of sin so that she could be the tabernacle of the, of the Lord and bear him in her womb, reminds us of the power of freedom from sin. That to renew ourselves constantly in confession, to try and be who God has called us to be and to rid ourselves of that which we're not. Mary then bears the infant child in her womb. As really and truly as we receive Jesus Christ in the Eucharist and bear him into the world. She says to do that with love and fidelity. She who stands at the foot of the cross says to each one of us, stand with each other and with me at the foot of the cross. Stand with the foot of the cross of the people you love as they suffer. And recognize that that suffering becomes your own, but it becomes holy. All of our crosses become holy through Jesus' cross. Behold our mother. The next thing that Jesus says before he expires, before he hands over his spirit, is he says, I thirst. In that moment, he says, I thirst, not for a sponge full of a hyssop stick with a sponge full of, of some kind of liquid. No, he thirsts for each and every one of us. As he hangs on the cross, he says to him, I thirst for you by name. As I hang upon the cross, he knows our name and calls us this day and each day. He is madly in love with us, dying on the cross in love for us. And so it reminds us that on this journey, everything is divine initiative. The fact that we are here, the fact that you are sitting next to the people you are love, it's all gift. And the response is, first of all, to take no credit, but to be filled with gratitude at all that we've been given, that all that we have, and that we respond to that thirst by giving of ourselves more fully to the Lord. That our lives should be a quenching of his thirst, 
Any good impulse that I have and receive in my life is itself a gift. My capacity to say thank you is itself a gift. And so let us live as gift and stewards of giftedness. Finally, our Lord says, it is finished. It is finished is not just the mission of his life, but the age-old culmination of divine, the divine plan. It is finished. The ancient death, uh, death has been paid by the Lord. Back to the first parents who pushed away God and the sin and every generation who continued to continue to wallow in the muck of not God. The debt that is owed by each one of us, he pays once and for all. He alone is the mediator. Jesus Christ, true God and true man. It is finished. The debt has been paid. We are free. Don't you see what that means? It means that our lives are essentially defined by hope. Hope. Jesus Christ has won the victory. No matter what happens in this world, no matter how bad things can get, he's won. He's won. And our lives have to be living that victory, the dignity of that victory. And so it is that we're on our journey. We just remember those lines. Behold our mother. He thirsts for us. And it's done. He's won. We must live lives of grateful hope. Praise be Jesus Christ.